Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Sherman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Psachim, Tafchaf Chet Amud Aleph, near the bottom of the Amud. About to take a look at the second Mishnah in this, this the second parak, uh, which deals with the subject of Chametz She'avar Alav HaPesach, meaning something that existed in the world as Chametz existed through the holiday of Pesach, or some part of Pesach, and then after the holiday, what its status is. Chametz Shel Goy, Shavar Lava Pesach, it was owned by a non-Jew during the holiday. Mutar Bahana, you're allowed to get benefit from it. Vishal Yisrael Asur Bahana, but if it was owned by a Jew, you're not allowed to get Hana'a. Shenemar Lo Yerael Lecha Saor. We have to see how that Pasuk fits in with the, with the ruling, and which ruling it's supporting. So the Gemara immediately tries to uh, to establish uh, authorship of this Mishnah, and does so in a somewhat customary fashion of eliminating those Tanaim who it could not be. That's going to be somewhat problematic because we're going to run out of possible authors. But in the meantime, let's see what we mean. Mahi. To Tanya, we have the following Brayta. Meaning, Lifnezmano means from midday on the 14th until sunset. Acharzmano means any time after the holiday. Overalav balav. There is a lota safe for eating it. Tochzmano overalav balav karet. During the seven days of the holiday, there's karet to dwell. Also, divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon disagrees and says, chametz lifnezmano acharzmano, meaning during the afternoon of the 14th. And any time after the holiday, a no balav below klum. There is no violation whatsoever for eating it. However, he agrees with Rabbi Yehuda that during the seven days of Chag Matzot, there is karet. Now we have a, a, another mention, from the moment that you're not allowed to eat it, you're not allowed to get benefit from it. That supports Tanakama, because that's Rabbi Yehuda, because according to Rabbi Shimon, of course, there's no prohibition in the afternoon anyways. Now, he says, it's surprising. Who says chametz is asur? at all. And now, so that's Rabbi Yosegli's position. And now the Brighter does something somewhat unusual, which is it now retract, re, re, uh, recaps the, uh, the opinions by having them now express the sources. This is Rabbi Yehuda. Who says there's a lotase for eating chametz in the afternoon? Shemar lotochal alav chametz. And alav here is understood. Al korban, which means any time that the korban is brought, you can't eat chametz. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. And the korban is brought sometime from midday on. Amarlo Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon disagreed and said, V'chiyav Shalom Arkein. How could you interpret the pasuk that way? The same pasuk it mentions the Yisur of Chametz says that there's a mitzvah matzot. So what's there for? He says the exact opposite. That the juxtaposition of Chametz and Matzah there is there to tell you that you only violate the prohibition of eating Chametz when there's a mitzvah of eating Matzah. If it's a time when there is no mitzvah to eat matzah, there's no prohibition of eating chametz, which means there's no prohibition until nighttime when the mitzvah matzah kicks in. Okay, now the Gemara asks, my Talmud Rabbi Yehuda, where does Rabbi Yehuda come from in in suggesting that there is an isur lifneizmano and tochzmano and acharzmano? The answer is Tlata Kraik TV. There's three different times that it mentions the isur of achilat chametz, or in three different ways. Lo ye achel chametz, kom achmetz lo tochelu, and lo tochal alav chametz. 
So he says, one is there to talk about, and that's the last pasuk, to call alav chametz, is the afternoon of the 14th. One is for after Pesach, and one of them is during the holiday. Now, Rabbi Shimon, who says there's only an Isur during the holiday, what's he going to do with the other two? He says, one of them is for Tosmano. Kol machmetzet, the pasuk that we have as the middle pasuk of Rabbi Huda's proofs, and the Baile is needed for something else. The Tanya, any elishin chametz meilav. All I know is that chametz is defined as something that, of its own accord, grows and rises. Machmat of What if I put in a separate agent to make it rise? How do I know that it's still called chametz? Anything that is mechametz others. So lo yechel chametz. What about the other pasuk? How do we know that the Isur chametz in Egypt that first year was only one day? From the juxtaposition of do not eat chametz and today you're leaving, meaning that that year the day they left was the only day there was a prohibition of chametz. So now, how's Rabbi Yehuda going to answer? The answer is Rabbi Yehuda, Machmat of Where does he get the notion that an, a, set, a foreign leavening agent makes a chametz, which we'll all agree to? The answer is Just the very word machmetzet, as opposed to chametz, tells you that. But the extra mention of it tells you another time. And Rabbi where does he get the idea that for Yosi Aglili, the chametz was only one day then? He said, maybe the the essential juxtaposition of Hayom Atem is enough, but the still the uh, the seventh mention is different. But I have to remember that Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that Lord Doshim Smuchim, except in Sefer Tvarim, Rabbi Yehuda does not accept the notion of juxtaposition as being meaningful, and therefore and therefore Rabbi Yehuda actually will say that chametz lasted for all seven days in Egypt, and therefore he has no problem with uh, Rabbi Yosegli's drasha because he rejects the conclusion. Okay, Amar Mar. So now let's go back to the bright. Rabbi Yudah, using the Alav as relating to the Korban Pesach, says that's the source for the prohibition of eating in the afternoon. Amar Rabbi Shimon. So what did Rabbi Shimon say? What did Rabbi Shimon answer? That uh, after all, the, the same Pasuk connects it with the Mitzvah V'achilat Matzah, and it's there to tell you of different time frame, which is Chametz only becomes pro- prohibited when Matzah is obligatory, which is at night. Rabbi Yudah, Shaper Kamala Rabbi Shimon. Now, Let's, on our own, reconstruct how Rabbi Yehuda could have answered Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon had a good point. Rabbi Yehuda Marlach, this is what he could have said. Why does it say, to tell you that you have to eat matzah even in our day without a korban? So where does Rabbi Shimon get that idea from? We will all agree that there's a mitzvah to right to eat matzah even without a korban. So the pasuk we're all familiar with. Uh, that, uh, that says that in the evening, you have to eat matzot, mentioned independently of the korban. For Yehuda, he says, He said, that pasuk, is there to tell you that even somebody who's tamay, or far away from the mikdash, meaning at a time of the mikdash, is exempt, for, uh, is exempt from korban Pesach, and has the Pesach sheni that he can use, nonetheless still has to eat matzah that night, wherever he is. Because I might have thought to say, It's a strange Havamina. But it seems to say that when there is a Korban Pesach possible, if you're exempt from the Korban, or can't eat the Korban, 
then you might not be invo- be obligated in matzah either. The word moror there is a little bit uh, out of place. So kamash malan that you still have to eat matzah. For Rabbi Shimon says, I don't need a pasuk for that. I know that somebody who is uncircumcised or ben nechar, it's the ger shalom still uh, cannot eat korban pesach, but they do eat matzah. And Arel does not eat korban pesach. And the drush is he does eat through other things. And therefore, certainly would have to eat matzah, because they're 100% Jews, they're just circumstances have made them unable to participate in the Korban. So, you don't need, by Erev Tuchul Matzot, to tell me that if Tamei Vedar Chalkah would have to eat matzah, Rabbi Yudah, Ktibahai, Ktibahai, so Rabbi Yudah will say, yeah, it says it in both places, both about Tamei and about Arel. Okay, so after all of that, we still have the question is, Mani Matnitin, who's the author of the Mishnah? E Rabbi Yudah, if it's Rabbi Yudah, Chamet Stamakamar. After all, Rehuda said, all chametz that you eat afterwards is uh, is a violation. Any chametz that existed during Pesach, and you eat it after Pesach, there's a lav. It doesn't matter who owned it. And therefore, how could he say that chametz shal nochri mutar bahana'ah? V'i Rabbi Shimon, if it's Rabbi Shimon, d'Yisrael nam mishra kashari. A Jew's chametz should also be okay, because after Pesach, there's no there's no violation. V'i Rabbi Yosei Glili, afilu toch zmano nam mishra kashari bahana'ah. Rabbi Yosei would say even during Chagamatzot you can get on off from the chametz. You could sell it. You could uh, you could feed it to your animals. You just can't eat it. So so how are we going to solve this? Who's our author? And we don't have a fourth author to look for. Rav Bar Yaakov says the Olam Rabbi Yehuda he it's Rabbi Yehuda. When the Torah says Lo uh, <clears throat> that's lacha meaning yours and not an on Jews. Uh, non-Jews, as we saw in the first parak, if, you, if he brings chametz into your house, you have workmen and they walk in with a sandwich into your house, no problem. And he says that the deen of Achila is the same. And as a result of that, you're allowed to have non-Jews or even shalhekdesh, as long as it doesn't belong to you. The same thing of Achila. And therefore, Chametz of a goy is not a problem at all. The truth is that Rabbi, that the Mishnah should have even said, Shogoy not only mutar bahana'a, mutar bahana'a. But since they wanted to mention that if it was owned by a Jew, you can't even get hana'a, therefore they had to mention as a parallel construction that shall nochri mutar bahana'a. They should have even mentioned that on Pesach you can get Hana'ah from Chamech Shalgoi. Again, they wanted to teach that Yisrael, even after Pesach, you can't get Hana'ah. Therefore, they mentioned the Goy after Pesach that you may get Hana'ah. That's Rabbi Yaakov, it's Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda does not see chametz as inherently problematic, but chametz owned by a goy. And therefore, chametz owned by a goy is not a prohibition for you to eat after Pesach. Rav Amar, he has different take. Le'olam Rabbi Shimon, the Mishnah is really Rabbi Shimon. And Rabbi Shimon, knas Konis. he says that chametz shalachavala Pesach is a knas. Since you owned it during Pesach, the, the fine is that you can't get any benefit from it afterwards. So now, now I understand why the pasuk was brought in. He said, if it's Yisrael Asur, meaning you violated Lo Yira'eh, so here's the fine. 
You thought that the Pasuk was brought for the Seifa, the Chel Yisrael Asur? It's there to tell me Shal Nochri Mutar. Now it's after Pesach. Meaning, you're not allowed to own your chametz, but you can have other people's chametz. And since you're allowed to own other people's chametz, you're also allowed to eat other people's chametz, meaning an non-Jew's chametz, on after Pesach. Now. Rava and in their disagreement about how to read this prohibition of Chamech Shavralava Pesach, uh, follow their own reason. Indeed, we have the following. If you eat Chamech of a non-Jew after Pesach, that was own, already existed on Pesach, the Diva of Yehuda, a corner of Yehuda, Rava Amar Loke, you actually get Makot. No, you don't get Makot. Rava Amar Loke, why? Lo Yali for Yehuda, Sword Achilam, Sword According to Rava, Rabbi Yehuda does not infer the prohibition of eating from the prohibition of owning, and therefore the prohibition of owning is only yours, the prohibition of eating is any chametz. Rachab Yaakov says, eating is premised on the same principle as owning, and, and since owning is only a Jew's, therefore eating is only a Jew's. How did Rachab Yaakov, parenthetical, Rachab Yaakov changed his mind? Why? How do we know? Remember, Hekdesh, of course, is the same as Shalgoi. It's not Shulcha. Bimoed, you ate it on the holiday. Ma'al, that's called Mi'ila. But some people say it's not Mi'ila. Let's see why. Who is the one who says no Mi'ila? Famous approach to Let's remember that if you um, cause damage on Shabbat, in the process of doing a malacha, you're, you're exempt from the damage. Because of the principle of kam Shabbat could get you killed if you did a malacha. Therefore, the lighter uh, liability of paying for damage is excused. Um Kana famously said the same thing is true if it's karet umamon. And therefore, if you did a malacha in Yom Kippur, where the punishment is karet and not mita, still you'd be exempt. And so therefore, and Riochan therefore says, that's the opinion that says, Lomaal. Why Lomaal? Because you ate chametz on Pesach, your chayav karet, and the subsumed piece is the meila, is exempted. Now, the disagreement about Meila or not Meila is about whether you could redeem Kodshim in order to throw them away, give them to the dogs. Because you can't eat it yourself. The one who said Meila, and therefore this thing has gone out of Kedusha to Chulin, that is act as Meila. He taught the following. <coughs> He taught Rav Yosef's version this way. Everybody agrees you can't redeem Kodshim to feed them to the dogs. It's a good, sort of a garmi. When you cause, in, in, indirectly cause a loss of money. Is that called money? Because after all, it's, it's, um, 
not usable anymore. And this is what we wanted to get to. Whether or not you're liable for me'ila for eating chametz of hektish on Pesach is essentially Rabbi Yehuda versus Rabbi Shimon. The one who said lomal is Rabbi Yehuda because Rabbi Yehuda says that um, you're liable even for chametz of of uh, of hektish, right? Sorry, Rabbi Yehuda. And Mandamar Ma'al Kirabi Shimon. However, Vaharav Achabar Yakumud Amar de Rabbi Yehuda, Yalif Sword Achilami Sword de Ria. So Rav Achabar Yakum was the one who said that Rabbi Yehuda learns Soor of Achila from Soor of Ria, meaning that even Achila is, oh, you're only liable if it's of a Jew, and not a Goy or not a Hektish. Which means that according to Rabbi Yehuda, it should have been that when you ate that Chamech Shal Hektish on Pesach, that wasn't a violation of of, uh, of chametz, and therefore it would be meila because you took hektesh. So what happened? He must have changed his mind and said that both Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Shimon do not infer and they agree that there are things that you are not that you are allowed to own of chametz, but you're not allowed to eat. He says and says you can't redeem. It's simply the machlok of Yosegli and Rabbanan. Mandam or Malk or Yosi, because Rabbi says there's no Isser Anav from Chametz, and therefore it's just like taking Kodshim any other time of year. Mandam or Lomal or who said there's an Isser Hana'ah, and therefore you don't have rights to this thing, you can't get any benefit from it, and therefore it's not called Mi'ilat. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up. With a uh, famous uh, discussion between Rav and Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan about Min Bamino, Min Mino, as it specifically relates to Chametz, the next podcast. In the meantime, it should have a wonderful day.